0: Welcome to The Astroholic Explains. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm Alfredo, the Astroholic. This is a podcast where I throw some cosmic conundrums your way. And I try my best to
1: answer them. Let's get started.
0: First question comes from Richard Lewis, who asks, With respect to the rotation of a planet, what determines the speed? How come Mercury has a longer day than Earth despite being smaller? And then he also adds, Likely a stupid question, but I'm curious.
1: No, not a stupid question at all.
0: Let's do it. What is it?
1: It's about the conservation of angular momentum. So this is a property of the universe, a property of physics, in which things that are rotating, if there is no friction or anything stopping them, they will continue to rotate with the same rotational speed. So what happens? For example, you can think of uh, um, ice skaters. When they want to speed up and they're rotating on themselves, they put their arms closer together. Uh, When they want to uh, stretch, uh, slow down, they stretch out. So on that you'd think, oh okay, so smaller things should be rotating faster then. But that is not exactly the case, uh, because although there is no friction in space, there are gravitational forces that uh, interfere with uh, planets' uh, rotation, etc., etc. It's important to consider how a planet formed and thus gain angular momentum. Like when it started spinning the first time? Yeah, so it's always spinning
0: right from the very first second, or it, does something make it spin?
1: No, it's always spinning right from the very first second. Think uh, that. Uh, Oh, is that because of a gravity well? Is that how something like that happens? Yeah. So, how a solar system forms. You have uh, you start with a big cloud of hydrogen and dusting of other elements. For a star to form, the core of this uh, cloud needs to be cold. Which is a bit counterintuitive. Yeah, I would have thought it would be hot. It will have to become hot for the star to... Go nuclear. It starts off cold. Yeah, because you need the gas cloud to condense. Is it like it's freezing? Like it's like it's freezing together? In a way, or just think that for the gas to sort of collapse on itself, it needs to cool down. Because if the molecules are too hot, they're shaking all about, and you cannot have them condense and then collapse. That
0: makes sense. Okay.
1: Cool. In terms of temperature, what, how cold are we talking? I am not sure, but I think uh, like close to zero or like close to absolute
0: zero. Whoa, a lot lower.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure, but I'm thinking that this uh, molecular um, clouds, which are the stellar nursery, needs to be over 100 degrees below zero Celsius, if not more. I'm trying to remember, but uh, the number doesn't... The number minus 170 comes to mind, but I have literally no, no knowledge why is that number. I don't know, I could probably just uh, pull it out of my head uh, with no meaning. So, we have a cooling down nebula, and so the core um, starts to condense, then gravity takes over and the core collapses on itself, and this uh, additional pool, pull, ignites nuclear fusion, suddenly you have a star, a protostar, at the center, and the heat starts dissipating the gas cloud, and what you have is the formation of some more complex molecules, or breaking down some complex molecules, and you have two very distinct areas, one is the internal area in which the material is dry, One is what we call beyond the snow line, where the material is wet, in a way, but mostly is you form uh, ice. And you have a lot of pebbles. And this is one of the ideas of planetary formation, that you start from small fragments that uh, start hitting each other and merging together and getting bigger and bigger. And the bigger you are, the more of these pebbles you attract.
0: And so planets form entire huge massive planets. Yeah. What about gas planets? That just accrues all of the gas around that area and holds it all together in one place.
1: Yeah. Then, so for example, we think that uh, Jupiter is made mostly by hydrogen, but I center as a rocky core. Small rocky core, or small relatively, because there is still so much hydrogen from the hydrogen cloud that uh, has not been just, that has escaped the sort of push from the light uh, of the young sun. What we also need to consider is that this pebble don't just like jump up on uh, the planets without uh, having their own trajectory and force, uh, and so they start hitting the planet in a certain direction, and this and the natural movement of the original pebbles that creates the angular momentums, and the angular moment doesn't mean that it uh, needs to be unchanging. You have, for example, Venus, uh, which rotates in the other direction compared to every other planet in the solar system. I found out about
0: that a while ago and it weirded me out, like why is that one so special? Probably
1: an impact. Well, you have reason to be weirded out, although is Venus the weirdest? Whew. I don't know, we need to consider that. Like, Uranus uh, rotates on his side, pretty much. It's slander. <laughs> we think that Venus uh, rotates the other way round uh, because of an impact. And also, an impact uh, changed the rotational speed of the Earth. Uh, although, more indirectly, as far as we can tell, Earth used to...
0: Would that be the impact that caused the moon?
1: Yes. Very oh, wow.
0: good. Okay, so so something massive hit the Earth. A large chunk broke off and made the Moon, but also that impact also sent the world spinning the other direction on its axis. No,
1: no, 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 no. The Earth has been uh, in agreement with all the other planets uh, and the Sun, unless you're Venus. Unless you're Venus, because it's weird. Because it's weird. But uh, what's interesting is that uh, the way the Moon formed, the Moon is so big that it's slowing down the earth uh, rotation because of tides water tides yes well anything that is fluid on earth is affected by well everything is affected by gravity of moon on earth it's just that uh, solid things uh, don't move about
0: so you're saying the moon exerts such a force on the tidal Gravity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So I the love moon... when you just say words and yeah, like um, uh... shush. <laughs> so when the moon, when the moon's gravity has a pull on the tides. Is yeah. Fair to say. And because of that, it's like it's holding the world back from going faster. It's friction. Okay. So it's not like someone's trying to run away and you're holding their clothes.
1: No. It's. Uh... Actually, I don't know, It's somebody's trying to spin and you slowly... Imagine somebody's spinning and you're slowly brushing against them. That's probably a closer interpretation, because they continue to spin, (laughs) but they slowly, slowly lose energy.
0: Effectively, the world is spinning, but it doesn't want to spin too fast in case it hurts the moon.
1: No, the moon (laughs) is slowly... Actually, not just the moon, it's the moon and the sun, the tides uh, are created by both. uh, they're just slowly slowing down uh, earth.
0: Okay, all right, cool. Okay, I think we'll move on from this question now. Thank you very much, Richard. The next question comes from Lewis at Fieldwater on Instagram, who asks, are we really made of stardust?
1: We are mostly made of stardust, uh, uh, apart from uh, hydrogen. So the hydrogen in our body is uh, the only thing that is not made by, our stardust.
0: Explain it. Why? Why stardust? So. And where hydrogen is hydrogen
1: in How much water do you contain?
0: Oh, true. Quite a lot, I guess.
1: Yeah. Uh, Ninety 70- something percent. Ninety percent. I don't. What no. are you, a cucumber? No. <laughs> in humans, is about sixty percent. I thought it was higher. I thought we were like ninety-eight percent water or something ridiculous. I okay sorry about the cucumber comment are you a jellyfish 98% water <laughs> come on you know that we have bones <laughs> yeah i just
0: thought that the rest of us made up a lot more and, and the bones are f- brittle and they contain a lot of air
1: no okay, no I'm, i will like, edit this no you're not gonna edit <laughs> this because this is funny <laughs> the bones are brittle okay <sighs> moving swiftly on from uh, this excursion so Yeah, back to it. All the elements that uh, made us, apart from hydrogen, were created in stars. Or in cataclysmic stellar events.
0: I'm gonna jump in, because Mm -hmm. we are formed originally by a sperm and an egg. But those sperm and an egg are generated within us. They grow from other things mixing together inside us. Okay,
1: yes. We're skipping uh, all the meiosis that we go
0: on. Yeah, all of that. If they're generated inside us, how can they be made of stardust? Is it because the things inside us are all made of stardust, so anything that comes from us has to be made of stardust?
1: Not only everything that is inside us, but everything we see and touch and just uh, everything on the planet is made of stardust.
0: What, so there's absolutely nothing that isn't made of stardust? There's not a single thing? Hydrogen. I just hydrogen. Helium. And helium. There's no singular sort of physical of a, uh, object or anything that as I don't know, NASA or some government agency have made that is not made of stardust, that is originally created and completely synthetic.
1: You can create synthetic elements, but uh, since they are bigger and bigger. Ooh, this is a very interesting uh, question. But let's finish on the, on the Stardust, and then we we'll go on what is uh, Synthetic. So, everything during the Big Bang, the elements that were created were 75% Hydrogen, 25% Helium, and a little bit of Lithium. So, some of the Lithium in your batteries, small tiny percentage, was uh, there since the beginning of the Universe. As with most of the hydrogen, as with a good, good chunk of helium, every other element was created in stars, and it could have been released during um, the late stages of a star. It could have been released during a supernova, or sometimes some of the elements are created by the collision of two neutron stars.
0: So anything that has ever formed for the solar system, for the universe, is stardust.
1: It is stardust. But you said very interestingly, oh, what about the synthetic elements? So let's think of the big radioactive elements that we can create in the lab. Those are created by smashing together simpler Elements or not-so-simple elements. But aren't those elements also stardust? Yeah, so you know, the static stuff is formed by components that are from stars. Now something that I think it's uh, more of a philosophical argument is uh, particles that we create uh, from energy or during the collision of uh, proton beams or stuff like that. So proton beams uh, are just the nucleus of hydrogen, although they are not uh, obtained from hydrogen. And then so def-
0: they're from the, the inside of the cell of hydrogen? Nucleus. Nucleus, right in the very center.
1: Yeah, the, the nucleus of hi- uh, the regular hydrogen is made by one proton. Okay. So if you sort of ionize uh, hydrogen, so you make it lose the, its electron, you just have the protons. But that's not and how... that's what the beam is made of? Yes. Oh, gotcha, But okay. uh, uh, that's not how we obtain uh, protons. I think we make... A... It's about a decay of uh, some, um, some hi- higher element. But let's assume that we just take hydrogen, we ionize it, and we just shoot it uh, at uh, other protons, created in the same way. And now we create new particles. So this is all what happens at CERN? Yes. Uh, in that case i think the particles physically because you're switching hydrogen into something else primordial hydrogen you would be creating stuff not from stardust but since all your tech around is made of stardust are you really not using stardust to create new particles so we are in this sort of weird philosophical territory of what is uh, natural and what is artificial and yeah. if everything is made of stardust but hydrogen, helium and then a little bit of uh, lithium, what is uh, synthetic and what is...
0: I like not. as well the concept that using elements of stardust, we have created objects such as telescopes that we use to observe everything around us in the solar system. It's like we use stardust to look at stardust. It's really cool.
1: I think it's uh, Carl Sagan uh, quote uh, that uh, we are the universe knowing itself.
0: Do you have any burning questions for the Astroholic? If so, send them in to me, at Elucifer, on Twitter, and I will spring it on him in an upcoming episode. See you next time!